heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome to the Voice of a Nation. I'm Alana Friedman, your guest host today, sitting in for Malcolm Out Loud. I have a full show for you today, and to start off, I want to run through a couple of headlines that have demanded our attention in recent days. What in the world is happening to America? Let's start in Florida with a big, gigantic story. The raid on the house of the former president, of the United States. Before dawn on the morning of August 9th, the palatial home of former President Donald Trump that is called Mar-a-Lago was invaded without warning by 30 so-called special agents of the FBI. The Trumps were not home, so the agents took their time. They spent nearly 10 hours going through every room, every closet, every drawer. According to a report in the New York Post, the special agent spent some of that time going through Melania's wardrobe. I wonder what they expected to find there. None of her clothes are classified. And they spent even more hours going through Trump's private office, and they even broke open his safe. But you all know this story. I'm not going to tell it again. It's the story behind this story that needs to be heard. What are the Democrats up to? This is a vendetta, a vendetta worthy of Venezuela, Cuba, Russia. It began even before Donald Trump was elected in 2016, and it hasn't stopped since. It saw the Russia Russia hoax that was built on a foundation of lies and deceit. It saw the committee investigation, so-called, held in secret in the basement of Congress, away from prying eyes of cameras and microphones. It saw the first impeachment, and it saw the second impeachment, both of which failed to find any wrongdoing on the part of the president. And once he was no longer in the White House, it saw the continuation of the vendetta in the form of a sham trial by the January 6th committee which was a sham in itself because there were no Republicans on that committee except for a couple of rhinos who basically take the Democrat side of every argument. And now the FBI invasion of Mar-a-Lago. When does it stop and who will stop it? The arrogance of the so-called special agents was awful, but to be expected. They refused to allow Donald Trump's attorney to come into the building where she could at least watch what they were doing. She was not even allowed in the entrance to the building where she at least could find some relief from the hot Florida sun. They forced her to stand outside in 92 degree heat while they enjoyed the air conditioning inside. They even refused, this is amazing to me, They even refused to allow Trump's attorney to have a copy of the search warrant, and they only showed it to her 
from a distance so that she was unable to read it. They also ordered the security cameras that that are installed throughout Mar-a-Lago. They ordered them to be turned off. But happily, that didn't happen. So we may eventually get some revealing recordings of what actually went on behind closed doors. The special agents did all that simply because they could. Special indeed. The legality of all this is questionable at best. It was disproportionate and unprecedented action against a former president of the United States. And it was totally unnecessary because Trump had been cooperating with the National Archives and Records Administration to determine which documents were considered classified and relevant. And that and that we have been given to believe is the reason for this totally unacceptable assault on Trump's private residence. The invasion of Mar-a-Lago was a shameful abuse of power. In 245 years of American history, no matter how much enmity there was between political rivals, this never happened. And the rage that it has generated will not go away easily, if at all. The Democrats have been pushing the envelope for a long time, but this time may be a bridge too far. If there was unrest and dissatisfaction among Trump supporters before, this overreach will make it much worse. It looks to me like this reprehensible affair is going to backfire on the left, on the FBI and other agencies of government that have gone far beyond their mandates to harass and undermine the former president of the United States. And this is indeed a bridge too far. To put it simply, this was a political act perpetrated by the Democrat cabal who are intent on preventing Donald Trump from running for president in 2024 and hurting him in every possible way. The FBI offered no explanation for this invasion except to say that they were looking for classified documents that Trump had taken to Mar-a-Lago instead of turning them over to the National Archives. These very special agents did several things that were irregular and undoubtedly illegal. Neither the FBI nor the Department of Justice have issued any public comments about the raid that have any content at all. But unnamed individuals claimed that the FBI had been trying to keep this a low-profile event. But of course, that was doomed from the start. Nothing that happens regarding Donald Trump is low-profile, and this was a horribly botched effort that appears to be an unvarnished attempt to stigmatize Trump once again by his detractors in government who will, as I have said, do anything to bring him down. The FBI also botched a supposedly low-profile event when they accosted a sitting Republican member of Congress uh, while he was on vacation and on the beach with his family. They took his cell phone, and it's strange and maybe just coincidence, but he just happens to be the same Republican who was moving to impeach Biden's Attorney General, Merrick Garland. 
Coincidence? Not likely. One of the things that bothers me about the media's response to this invasion, although it was expected, is the assumption that if the FBI did this, there must be something there. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. That assumes a great deal, though, because it was the FBI that falsified the FISA warrants that led to the first impeachment. And it was the FBI that gave Hillary Clinton a pass and refused to charge her when she was known to have destroyed 30,000 emails, many of which she knew were classified. But she kept them on her personal server. We knew that, which was absolutely illegal. She knew that too, but she just didn't care, and neither did the FBI. So here's the point. This attack on a former U.S. president was unprecedented, unnecessary, insulting, offensive, and totally beyond the pale. It also lays another paving stone on the path to a tyranny of government that cannot be tolerated in America. This is not the way we in America are supposed to behave. This is the way they behave in Venezuela, in Russia, in Cuba, in China. This is how they do things in totalitarian regimes, banana republics but not here, not in America, except what has happened in Venezuela and Russia and Cuba and China is exactly what we are becoming, and it has to be stopped. Here's the reality. The Democrats have changed the rules and they are going for broke. Nothing is off limits. All manner of attack against Donald Trump and his family and against those politically close to him are all fair game. They will happily add 87,000 new IRS personnel for enforcement, but not a penny to hire new Border Patrol agents to supplement our already overburdened and demoralized agents who are now trying to keep order at the border. The Democrats easily voted that down. This is the new woke, new world order Democrat Party with no time for what's right, but only for what will support their agenda and feed their wallets. So here's the reality as it looks from here. Donald Trump is back on the front page, and it appears to me that the Democrats are running scared and will do anything, and I mean anything, to retain their power and their access to wealth. Just look what they did during the 2020 elections. We'll talk more about that in the next segment, but for now, suffice it to say that all the traditional rules of political combat are off the table, and the Democrats will do whatever is necessary to win, and if that includes destroying anyone in their way, oh well. So be prepared for what is coming next, and don't be surprised at what it might be. We are in a battle for our nation, and the sides are being drawn. Now, here is a story about reprisal, about people who are willing to push back, who refuse to take the tyranny that the Democrats are trying to impose on us. It's about the torrent of illegal immigrants teeming across our southern border and about the response from Texas and Arizona who have had just about enough and are ready to fight back. Both states share a border with Mexico, and their small towns and larger cities have been overwhelmed by illegal immigrants. Well, their governors, 
Doug Ducey in Arizona, and Greg Abbott in Texas, have decided to share their burden of illegal immigrants and have started sending busloads of them to Washington, D.C. And Washington's mayor, Muriel Bowser, is furious. Do you remember after Donald Trump's election in 2016, she declared Washington, D.C. was going to be a sanctuary city? Only now, she's not so sure. In fact, she accused the Republican governors of creating a humanitarian crisis in her city. With so many illegal immigrants from the border pouring into the capital, she is in a panic, and she has not done anything to make the situation easier for these immigrants for whom she promised to provide sanctuary. When these buses arrive in the city in Washington, D.C., there are no official people to meet them or to direct them to food and shelter. Neither the local nor the federal government has made any arrangements for them. Instead, local volunteers fill that gap, and Bowser is nowhere to be found. What she did do instead was to ask for the National Guard to come and maintain order. But the Pentagon refused her request. They said that such a call-up would, quote, negatively infect the readiness of the D.C. National Guard and have negative effects on the organization and members, unquote. Well, that means exactly nothing, but they didn't need much for a reason. All they had to say was no. Do you remember how Trump authorized calling up the National Guard before January 6th? And how Mayor Muriel Bowser, along with Nancy Pelosi, refused to call them up? Well, now when she wants the National Guard, she appears to be out of luck. Well, this busing program has been so successful that the governors are expanding the program, and now busloads of illegal immigrants are traveling to New York City as well as Washington, D.C., so Mayor Eric Adams can sort it out up there as well. This immigrant invasion at our border is far from over, and to make matters worse, the Biden administration has announced that it plans to issue IDs to illegal immigrants. That's an oxymoron by, by definition, but here we are. And did you know that as of July 1st of this year, 18 states, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico are all issuing driver's licenses to illegals. And these illegals don't need to show proof of what they call legal presence. We do, but they don't. So now millions of drivers throughout the country are driving on those licenses on our roads, on our city streets. That, my friends, is terrifying. We are sailing in very dangerous waters, and nothing should surprise us at this point. But the other side of this is that we, we the people, must be prepared to defend our nation, our republic, our democracy, and that will take courage and faith and a sure belief that America is worth fighting for. So stay with me because 
because the Democrats have laid down the gauntlet and it is up to us to save America. This is far from over. Now, right after the break, I will be talking to a patriot who is not afraid to speak his mind and to say what many of us are thinking about the 2020 elections, that it was fraudulent and that the fraud influenced the outcome and continued well into the Biden administration, which got to the White House first by cheating and then by political suppression and censorship. My first guest today is Lieutenant General Tom McInerney, and we will be talking about the 2020 election and knowing what we know about it, what it will mean on November 8th. This will be an historical election, 2022, maybe one of the most important elections in American history. And we need to get ready for it. It's funny because it's a midterm and it shouldn't be that important, but it is. What is necessary in this election is to return America to its mission and to the values that made it great. So stay tuned, and I'll be right back after the break. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Welcome back to The Voice of a Nation. I'm Alana Friedman, sitting in for Malcolm Out Loud, and we've been talking about freedom of speech, freedom of speech as it was guaranteed in the Constitution, and how we are rapidly losing it in America. Social media is censoring the speech that its management doesn't agree with, and they excuse their censorship by calling it dangerous disinformation. 
they pretend they are protecting their subscribers, but in reality, they are silencing free speech. My next guest is someone who refuses to be silent, and he has a lot to say. So let me introduce my guest today, Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, U.S. Air Force, retired. General, welcome to the Voice of a Nation. Thank you very much for having me, Alana. I'm honored to be on with you. Well, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on. And thank you for your many long years of service. Now, the subject we're going to be talking about today is very controversial, as I'm sure you know. But I've looked at all the information and the data and, and the research and the, all the propaganda revolving around the 2020 elections. And I agree wholeheartedly with the opinion that a lot went wrong that day and afterwards, and that the elections were severely compromised. General, please tell our listeners where you stand on this and why this has become such an important issue in your life. Well, the founding fathers, Ilana, did not understand new technology and who could have expected them to have predicted cyber warfare. And on the night and early morning, the night of 3 November and early morning of 4 November, we had a major cyber attack on the six battleground states. And, and it was with the, an American system called Hammer and Scorecard that was sold or given to the Chinese Communist Party and the Chinese leadership. And so on the six battleground states, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, in the waning moments, five out of the six, they quit counting late somewhere around 9.30, 10.30 at night, and then they reopened early the next morning. And that's how this program, Hammer and Scorecard, which I unveiled to the public back in March 19, 2017, on a radio show, uh, President Trump had taken office, I came out and said that the Obama administration was listening to the Trump campaign and now the Trump administration. And that was on uh, uh, Dr. Dave Janda's show, Operation Freedom. Now, the reason I say this, on the 1st of November, that source called me and told me, that was a Sunday, that the Democrats were going to use hammer and scorecard on the 3 November election. I got in touch with and ended up talking to Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell and was on... Uh, Steve Bannon's radio show on the second, on his uh, war room show, and I predicted that cyber warfare would be used on the election. Lo and behold, it was in a much more massive nature than I had previously sought. Now, this program was what we call a SAP program, SAP, Special Access Program. I was not in briefed on it, Ilana. And so that's why I can talk about it. A whistleblower in March of 2015 came forward by the name of Dennis Montgomery, who invented the program and became a whistleblower with the FBI and reported it to uh, James Comey and James Baker, who was Comey's chief legal advisor. Now, they had all the information. I think there were 46 servers turned over, et cetera. So I had a, a good background on it and I could talk about it. 
you do not hear President Trump or anybody talk about that was in the government hammer and scorecard because it's still a SAP program, special access program. I have had people come up to me who I have not known and out of the blue, I'll meet them at an Army-Navy country club or somewhere in the Pentagon and they'll just look at me, introduce themselves and say, you're right, General, I'm working that program and they'll walk away. So that's why I'm intimately familiar. I then later found out several months later that in 2005, Ilana, the chief of the equivalent of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff for the Chinese military, Lieutenant General Ha Tien, promulgated a new global strategy on how they would gain global domination without using kinetic warfare. That means without using bombs and bullets. They would use massive biological warfare and massive cyber warfare. Lo and behold, Ilana, in 2019, late and early 2020, we get hit with a pandemic called COVID-19, which we're all intimately familiar with. That was a deliberate biological attack by the Chinese in accordance with their doctrine for global domination called unrestricted warfare. You hear very few people in the media talking about that. They had been planning it. Nobody doubts that COVID-19 came from Wuhan. The question was, did it come from the fish market, the bat market, or the virology lab number four? You know, the first time I reported on this virus was in early January 2020, after I had received intelligence about an accident in the Wuhan laboratory and the escape of a very nasty virus into the general population and the epidemic that was sweeping the city of 11 million people. And soon after that, the CCP allowed 5 million Wuhan residents to leave the city on international travel before locking down the city completely. In other words, they purposely infected the world while trying to stem the spread of the virus in China. Now, what was our involvement with that? Were we complicit in the development of this virus? Tony Fauci was aiding and abetting the Chinese in their massive biological attack. The pandemic certainly had an impact on the elections. Joe Biden wasn't an impressive candidate. He spent most of his time in his cellar in his Delaware home. By understanding this, and understanding that, that Joe Biden stayed in the basement, could not draw more than 12 people, does anybody really believe that he, in fact, got the most vote of any president in history? 80, 81 million, Ilana. There's no way. There are about 10 different ways to corrupt an election, from illegals voting, to dead people voting, to people voting twice, to uh, mail-in ballots, which was a new phenomenon in the 2020 because of the COVID-19, and there's cyber warfare. And that's what they used. Two weeks after Obama took office, he moved in 2009, February 3rd to be exact. When they got in brief on the Hammer Scorecard program, they moved a carbon copy, a cookie cutter copy, over to Fort Washington from CIA headquarters. They then started listening 
to U.S. officials, and they gathered a treasure trove of information. It was transferred to the Chinese communists, and, and then they came in collaboration with key Democrats in the Obama administration, to include Obama himself, Comey, John Brennan, Jim Clapper, etc., the intelligence community. They cut a deal, I think, with the World Economic Forum. They want a global elitist government. No longer we the people run the country. Now, all this is developed after I've seen this turn out from 3 November 2020. And that's why you have people managing, censoring your speech on the social media. Are you on social media, General? I'm supposedly on Telegram. But I want your listeners to understand, Ilana, I've got 165,000 followers on Telegram, and I am not on Telegram. I am not on any social media to include Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So how does it happen that you're, you have so many followers when you're not on? How does that work? Well, I was targeted for one reason or the other, and someone has become a proxy of mine. And I've tried to go back to Telegram five times to get him to stop it. Now I put it on, on when I'm on podcasts like this, Ilana, or any programs. But the important thing is they have a very elaborate cyber program. Biden himself has said before the election what a sophisticated vote cyber program they have. They have unlimited funds. The George Soros's of the world all the billionaires in the United States that have flipped over because of the business with China, and money is, is nothing to them. So they, they are buying everybody off. So that's why in your original question about social media, that's what's behind this. Look at the mainstream media. Newsmax was talking about Fox not letting Trump be on Fox anymore. Even Fox was complicit. I was watching Fox on the evening of 3 November, and I worked for Fox, Ilana, for 16 and a half years. I know all those people. But my point is, the mainstream media is complicit in this election. When Fox called the Arizona win so quickly, and it took Arizona two to three days to do it, when Fox called it, and Brett Baer was on that night with Martha McCollum, I said, okay, the fix is in. They, they are doing something. You know, I was watching the returns like everybody else, and um, I was watching Fox News, and it was very exciting because Trump was winning, and the returns looked very good. And then when Fox called Arizona, it was like a slap in the face. It was shocking because there were only about 25% of the vote was in and counted, and they were already calling it, it was suddenly very clear something was very, very wrong that night. That's when I knew the fix was in. That's when all of a sudden I said, Fox is complicit. You cannot talk about the election on Fox. Fox will not let Dinesh D'Souza on to talk about the 2,000 mules and how they proved that these people were mailing in 10, 20, 30 mail-in ballots, individuals. But Fox won't let him on. Now, Dinesh, when I was on in those days, 
He was on all the time. Unlike Fox, we've been very proud to have Dinesh D'Souza on our platform, and he's been on several times. Malcolm has interviewed him a number of times, as well as Sidney Powell and yourself, and we're proud to have you on. So, so those are the signals, and then Fox is uh, not letting Trump or giving Trump, mentioning Trump at all. Newsmax covers all his rallies. So, so the fact is, the mainstream media is complicit. And it seems as though their being complicit in this has affected every phase of American life, including our economy. How could you go from almost a perfect economy steaming along to the disaster we are in today? And uh, none of it, Ilana, none of it is through incompetence. It is all deliberately done so they can take down our superpower status. They want us to be a communist society. The Democratic Party is now the Communist Party of America. They are not progressives. They are communists. And everything they are doing is the front door of communism, the inflation. Afghanistan was a deliberate surrender, Ilana. It wasn't a a withdrawal. And we gave the Taliban $85 billion worth of the most modern equipment after fighting them for 20 years. The critical race theory that I'm involved with right now in the service academies and in the military is a Marxist doctrine. The open borders, deliberately, what they are bringing in 3 million people so far today. So all the lawlessness going on in the... uh, large cities. I just got a text message from a, a loyal friend, and, and he said San Francisco has had it. They may never recover. All these things are deliberate, Ilana. The American people have got to understand it. And that's why what you're doing is so important to let America know. It sounds like it's a tin hat stuff, but it isn't. General, let me ask you one more question because we're running out of time, and I want to give you an opportunity to respond to this. How does all of this that we've been talking about affect the upcoming elections in November? It seems to me that these elections are probably the most important election that we have ever had in American history. Well, unless the Republicans wise up and take the appropriate actions, they're going to do it again. They're going to have mail-in ballots. Already the Postal Office is talking about that. They are going to cheat again, and that's why it's important to talk about the 2020 election. If we do not address these issues, then we're going to lose again. So the Republicans should be watching all 50 states. No mail-in ballots. You know the old saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Well, this election is important. And everything I am talking about, Ilana, Everything that you are talking about has to do with honoring our Constitution. I took an oath in the plains of West Point many years ago when I swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I never thought that I would see so many domestic enemies for different reasons have violated and enabled people to violate the Constitutions. This is... America's Normandy, our Battle of the Bulge, our Iwo Jima. Those people sacrificed their lives, those 18-year-olds. And now it's up to us 
every American that's listening, it's up to us to get involved, to not have critical race theory being taught in, in K through 12 in our colleges. It's very important that we become involved to save this nation. Otherwise, we are going to become a communist society. They're going to take away your bank accounts. No property will be owned. And there'll be the mega winners of this thing that are going to be telling us what to do if we do not take our initiative and get this Constitution reinstated. General Tom McInerney, thank you very, very much for being on The Voice of a Nation today. I know that there are a lot of kindred spirits listening who are glad to hear such a strong voice speaking for truth and fighting for America's future. Thank you so much. Thank you, and God bless you, Alana. Thank you, General. Now, we're going to take a short break again, but in our next segment, I want you to meet a woman who has absolutely captivated my heart and my imagination. She grew up in Venezuela, and she understands what's happening in America now. You don't want to miss this, so stay tuned. I'm Alana Friedman, sitting in for Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to The Voice of a Nation. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. I'm Alana Friedman, sitting in for Malcolm Out Loud. And my next guest today is a woman on a mission. Her name is Carmen Maria Montiel, and you will be hearing a lot more about her in the coming weeks. Carmen is running for Congress in Texas' 18th district, 
and she's running against Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a liberal bully sitting in Congress since 1995, and Jackson Lee never does anything quietly. So it's bound to be a high-profile race. Let me say just a few words about Carmen. She was born in Venezuela, and she migrated to the United States 33 years ago. Carmen has had quite a career, and she is accomplished in a number of areas. She's been a journalist, a business owner, a writer, and a conservative activist, in addition to being a beauty queen. Before she left Venezuela, she reigned as Miss Venezuela and Miss South America, and she earned second runner-up for Miss Universe. But most important today, she's running for Congress, and we need to watch this race. Carmen, welcome to the Voice of a Nation. Oh, Ilana, thank you very much for having me with you. It is a pleasure for me to be able to talk with your audience about this race that is so important because we need to take back our cities and rescue our cities from the Democrats' bad policies that are destroying it. If we don't do that, we are almost there to be like Chicago, and the next step will be to be like Detroit. You know, Carmen, I think this is one of the most important races this year. Your race is really going to be critical for the future of this country, I think. We need to get rid of people like Jackson Lee, whose main mission is not the constituents of her district, but her own self-aggrandizement, and that's certainly not what she was elected to do. Carmen, you saw firsthand what happens to a country when democracy is trampled by left-wing political leaders who are corrupt socialists and liberals and, and think they know it all, even though the systems that they are espousing are systems that have failed consistently throughout history. Can you tell us just a little bit about the difference between this Venezuela you left and the America that we're seeing today? Well, and that's the reason why I'm running for Congress, because I came to this country now, it's been 34 years ago as a student, and I lived in North Carolina in Tennessee, and I moved to Houston in 1991. And my district, it's a complete different district today of what it was back then. And what happened is the policies of the Democrats are not different from the policies of the communists in, in, in the Latin American country or in any communist country. What they do is oppress people, they don't bring opportunity, they don't improve education, they actually destroy education. And what happened is we have a major problem with our youth that have no hope. We have a major problem with drugs and we have a major problem in the district with crime. And I would say that I started to see the difference around the time when Obama became president because I started to see the growth of bureaucracy. And that was a major point for me because my father always used to say how bureaucracy was destroying Venezuela and with that started the corruption and the rest. So I started to see how bureaucracy started to grow, grow in the United States. They started to see the corruption and, and, and the similarities of my district being destroyed. And I said, you know what, we're heading there. And many people tend to say, 
well, the uh, United States will never be like that. And what's happening is, you know, they adapt this plan. I always say this is a manual. They have a plan and they adapt it based on the needs or, you know, the difference in the country. So they have adapted this manual to United States. So it's going there, you know, we're, you know, little by little going to the communists in a different way. But every day we're being more similar and more over right now with the inflation problem. That's really hurting the pockets of the people in my district. The high price of gasoline, that's also a major issue. The crime that is not only a problem within the cities, but the addition to this problem is the, the border that is open. And then the problem of education where we have lost the control or educating our children and what is taught to, uh, to our children. And it's all part of, of, of the communist plan. And that's what I'm doing, what I'm doing, because I say, you know what? I lost a country and I refuse to lose another one. One of the first signs of the failure of Venezuela was the, the beginning of inflation. And then yes. the inflation got so bad that you couldn't buy anything. Money was worthless. Oh, people were throwing money on the streets. By now, I have lost count how many zeros have been taken away from, from the Bolivar, which is the, the currency that is used in Venezuela. But it got to a point that people were just throwing money on the streets because it was not valuable. And look how we're doing. You know, I believe we are, our inflation is more than 9.1. That's hurting people. You know, it's over $700 more a month. $8,000, over $8,000 more a month. The median income in my district is $46,000. How can people sustain this? I don't know how they can. Just the price of food alone, which has increased even more than the general inflation rate, food is quickly becoming unaffordable, and people won't be able to buy enough food to feed their families. And we've already seen that some food has become unavailable, and you can't buy it for any price. That's the other problem that we're seeing now in America, that I never in my life thought that it could happen here, but it's happening, and it's going to get worse. We, we have, you know, lack of, of, of baby formula. You know, we're starving our babies. And how can we sustain this? We're really looking like a communist country. We cannot have a problem, you know, like this when people have to. And this is just like communism. When you go grocery shopping, you have to stop in two and three grocery stores in order to, you know, fulfill your list. And this is what's happening to us now. This is something that is, is about to become catastrophic in this country. And it's, it's terrifying, really, because I grew up here and I never dreamed that we would be facing something like this. And it seems to be intentional. So my question to you now is, as a congresswoman, what would you do to begin to address some of these issues? Well, the first thing we need to, we need to start drilling again. And we need to be self-sufficient again in oil production. We should, America should not depend on anybody. As soon as we start producing 
oil again, that will help. As soon as the price of gas goes down, that will help. Because the problem with inflation is not only that they printed so much money, but also the price of gas. Price of gas goes up and affects absolutely everything. So that's the first thing we need to do. Then we need to stop spending. We cannot keep on passing bills all these pork bills that what are doing is need to print more money. And the more money we print, the inflation keeps on going up. And, uh, you know, control the Democrats. We're getting, they're getting ready. They just, like I just tweeted this morning, they changed the name of the Green New Deal and now is the Inflation Act. And But it's the same thing. That's going to create more expense and it's going to add to inflation not to mention there is sticking also a raise in taxes. We Republicans need to get the majority in the House and take control again of this massive expenditure. We need to start our oil production and we need to help our farmers. We need to be self-sufficient in, in being able to feed the people of America. You have on your website, Carmen, seven issues that are seem to be your top issues. And the very first one is finish the border wall and, if necessary, militarize the border. You live in Texas. You're a border state. And you must have felt the impact of three million illegal immigrants coming into this country. Well, we are uh, directly affected, like you say, because we're in a border state we are in a in a important city near the border, so of course we're being directly affected. But the influx of all these new people coming, people that don't have homes or means, so we're seeing a growth in homelessness in the city. We're seeing a growth in crime, and not to mention what people need to understand that the problem in the border is the crime. The, this border, this illegal immigration at the border is being run by the cartel, okay? So this administration is empowering the, the crime and the cartel to, to run this business in which not only they're bringing illegal immigrants, there is human trafficking, there is child trafficking, there is drug smuggling, you know, and, and human slavery, and how can I accept this? This country needs to get back to be a country of law. You want to come to this country, you need to come legally. And why this is so important to me also is like I told you, there is a manual. What is happening to us right now at the border happened in Venezuela back in the 70s and 80s. And I am from Maracaibo, the state of Zulia which is also a border state, and it was the city, most important city near the border. We were directly affected by crime, by drugs at the time. And I'm leaving this for the second time in my life. So that's what I tell you. I see this manual repeating, and I know the damage is going to create because no country has the, the infrastructure to absorb a vertical growth of population like is happening to us right now. And what it does, it creates problems in, in the healthcare, problems in the housing, you know, crime problems. And also 
you know, an overflow of people that needs to be fed. And, and that also affects us. And that's what I said. And I'm a great believer. We're a country of law. And if you want to come to this country, you need to come legally. And we need to end the crime that is being run at this time at the border. You know, one part of this crime, Carmen, is the massive flow of drugs coming over the border, and particularly fentanyl, which is killing Americans in shocking numbers. Fentanyl is the major problem because just a little amount of fentanyl can kill That's a person right. in a matter of nothing. And, 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 and I'm a mother. I have three children that live in this city, so I'm worried about my children. I worry about every person in my district with young kids. I'm worried about what our kids are being exposed at this moment. Listen, I have communication with uh, doctors, you know, local doctors, of course. They, 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 they are target. They come and say, oh, please, you know, but to check these migrants that are coming. And most of the time, the majority of the time, they tell me, the women being raped. So how can I condone this? I'm sorry, I'm completely against having our border open. No, it's right now a free-for-all. They're coming from all, all over, you know, countries from all over the world coming through the border. You know, President Biden just said he's going to complete four segments of the wall with their openings. Does any of that affect you? Oh, that's only in Arizona, which makes you wonder if we are being punished. Well, your you know, governor is uh, certainly taking a strong stand against the president's policies. So it's very possible because that's what the Democrats seem to want to do is to punish the well, Republicans. Governor has said, you know, and it started to build, you know, in those portions that are open. Because when you go to the border, I being at the border, the Trump wall is not complete and there are big gaps and that those gaps need to be complete. I understand now that most of the people are, who are coming over are coming over in groups that have been organized by Cajotes. So is that right? The Coyotes are running this. I was at the border before 7 a.m. We stopped in one uh, area at La Jolla. We got there and suddenly all this influx of people started to come. And in 20 minutes, 90 people came in that point of entry. You have to understand that's one point of entry. There is many points of entry. 90 people plus children in that point of entry. And these people, they didn't look like they were like tired, like they have been walking for days. I questioned them and asked them, you know, how long have you been walking? Oh, I'm coming from Guatemala, been walking for 10 days. Impossible. From Guatemala to United States, walk in, in 10 days. To another place that is what is called the VIP entry. And you see the, the, the bracelets. The bracelets in different colors, those plastic bracelets, they put you when you go to a resort and you see all on the ground with different colors. And they told us that every color is the identification of the cartel that runs them. Wow. So every cartel have a different color. So this is the reality of what's happening at the border. Carmen, we are coming to the end of the program. But before we do, will you please say a few words about your campaign and how our listeners can find your website? Well, District 18 changed due to the redistricting, and the district is now 44% Latino, 35% Black, 
17% white and 4% Asian, we have a great opportunity to take this seat for conservative values, for the values that matters, and not only to Latinos, also for, for, for Blacks and for everybody, you know, faith, family, pride and dignity in our work. And education is so very important that we are back in charge of the education of our children. So we have a great opportunity to retire Sheila Jackson Lee. I asking everybody to, to please come join us, volunteer. If you are not registered to vote, please register to vote. Have your voices heard. We can make our local politicians accountable. Carmen, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to be on the show today. I know you must be very busy in your campaign, but I hope you touched our listeners with your story and your understanding about the real issues we are facing today in America. I know there are many kindred spirits listening to our show today who are really interested in hearing what you have to say and what you plan to do and the fact that you have such a good chance of actually succeeding. I know that we all wish you Godspeed. It's wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. And please go to CarmenForCongress.com. That's CarmenForCongress.com. Well, we're all out of time, my friends. So let me just say a big thank you to our guests, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney and Congressional Candidate Carmen Maria Montiel. I'm Alana Friedman, sitting in for Malcolm Out Loud, and you've been listening to The Voice of a Nation on the America Out Loud Network.